Hello. Raider Nate. Hey. How are you this evening? Fine. Yeah? How's the energy level? What are we working with? Protege level. Protege level? What's oh oh so you're you're on empty because I forgot he's the, he's the early bird isn't he? Yeah, it's bedtime. Ah, uh, yeah, a couple minutes late. We're still before nine o'clock. We'll keep it tight. Um, we just hard, it's hard to find times during the day. I, I but uh, we'll get back to maybe trying to find some times during the earlier day. We have a little more pop, a little more snap. Um. Okay. Besides the energy level, how are you feeling? How's health? Uh, fine. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I haven't mentioned it, but um, you'd be interested in this. There's, uh, I've been holding out on you a little bit. Oh boy. Why? Well, you know, I'm always, I'm always trying like the, some kind of health trend stuff, especially for gut health, and so I've, um, yeah, for two months I've been drinking uh, sixteen ounces of kombucha a day. Ooh. Um, have you ever tried it? No, I haven't. That's um. Yeah. Um, fermented uh, cabbage drink, right? It's fermented. Uh, it's a mixture of fermented green and black tea. Oh, okay, okay. So it's carbonated and um, cabbage. Right? The one I'm drinking, it mixes like oh, some pureed fruit in there for flavor, and uh, has natural probiotics in it because it's fermented. So that, that's what I, that's what I was after. And is kombucha? I remember hearing about people saying they would have a blood alcohol level after drinking kombucha? Is that an additive, or does it, does it inherently got alcohol because of the fermentation? It has a small amount because of the fermentation, but it's like you have to drink so much of it to hit anything on the, you know, on the radar or the gun. It's, you know. So you don't notice anything? Being a non-drinker, it's, you're not overly sensitive to any of that or anything, huh? No, I haven't noticed anything. I mean, I drink it at night. Like, um, I'll try to drink it instead of having a snack. How long you been, it's, how long you been drinking it? Two months. And what do you mean? How you feel like it's making a, an effect, having an effect, or? I don't think so. But there's another. There's another wrinkle to the story. Oh. Um. So I started doing research on medicine. Um. Because I ran out of medication, and I was like, "This isn't going to work for me." And um, so I was like on empty for a while, so I wasn't doing so hot. And then I found. Uh, it, it's 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 hard to explain because I don't I don't exactly know like um, the detail, but so like if you have one medication, uh, especially if it's a biologic medication, which means it's man made and you can develop antibodies, they're coming up with now they're coming out with medications that are called biosimilars, and they're they're the same medication, but it's different enough to where you don't have antibodies towards it. Okay. And there's this one that didn't work for me that's the most effective one. And then I told my specialist, I said, well, why don't I try this? Like, I've already found it. I'm like, why don't I do this? And then I also got on that, like, two months ago. And I've been, the, um, this is the best I've been since I found out what I've had. So I've always thought of, maybe I'm wrong, I thought biosimilars were something that um, is is made um, from humans, but... Uh, I don't say extracted, but but medicinized, weaponized, you know, to be used as a medicine in people. Like it, it's similar to your bio. I, maybe I'm saying, or maybe it's maybe I'm thinking synthetically made, but to be mimic what's in your body naturally. That's what I thought biosimilars were something like that. But that's pretty much what it is. But what they do is like you can't just say, "Hey, here's a biosimilar," and it's an, 
it's a new drug that treats this medication, they have to base it off of an existing one. So it's kind of like a, the way my specialist explained to me is, she says, she said, don't think of it like a, like a synthetic, but she said, like, you have regular oil, and then the same oil, you have, like, a synthetic version. She said it's similar to that. Yeah. And so it's, it, it tricks your, your immune system. And so when you get it, like, the antibodies won't attack it and, and kill it, basically. And so the biosimilar mimics what you might have naturally biologically, but is working mechanically the way a drug you tried before was, but that one wasn't working. It, it worked for a short period of time, and then I developed antibodies, and then my body kills killed it when would kill it when I get it injected. And so, in this biosimilar, is an analog to that medicine, but your antibodies aren't attacking it. Yeah, it, it, yeah. So once I got the first dose, I had to uh, get an antibodies test, and then I passed. I didn't have any. And so you're still on that, and that's helping. Yeah, I mean, I'm about to disappear in the wilderness. So I wouldn't do that if I wasn't feeling pretty good. You're you're about to what? I'm about to disappear into the wilderness. Yeah, so uh, you know, let's let's tie all this together. Um, your health and the trip, because I had some inquiries from the heavy hitters. They're talking about. So, is there any updates on your trip, by the way? Because last we heard, the Tahoe thing um, wasn't working out. You had to you had to shift over. Um, what's the name of the city or the area you were going to shift over to? Sequoia National Park. Sequoia National. So, what, is that still what we're working with? Yeah, so I, um, well, there's, there's some, so what I'm going to do is, um, if I have an okay night sleeping, then, uh, I'm going to wake up early and I'm going to hike Mount Rose tomorrow. Um, I've done that hike before. Hikes are rated one to five and five is the most difficult ones. And I go after the hardest ones. That hike is, that hike's hard. And so I'm going to try to do that tomorrow if I'm filling up for it. And then, um, Monday, and that's Monday, I'm leaving. Yes, yeah, yes, it's it's near Tahoe, and it's the and it's as hard as it gets for a hike, huh? It's it's. I mean, I've done harder, but it's hard. So you're like, it's, uh, are you like Alex Honnold, like uh, <laughs> free solo here? What are we doing? Well, I mean, I've hiked up, I've hiked Half Dome. That was the hardest hike I've ever done. But the, the last part of Half Dome, you're basically rock climbing. So you're gonna get up early and do that tomorrow because you're you're in ho- you're home now, right? I mean. Yeah, I'm at home. I'm off starting tomorrow, so okay. it's 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 just about how I sleep tonight. So if I if I get enough sleep, and I'm going to go up there tomorrow and do that, and then Monday, um, I'm leaving early for um, Sequoia National Park, and then uh, um, I get there, and then I'm going to start hiking into this um, spot I want to camp at, and then I'm going to be out there for two nights. It's it's like in the mid twenties at night, so I don't want to be out there longer than that. So you're going to do two nights in Sequoia National by yourself. Yeah. Okay, so here are the questions come from heavy hitters. They're writing in. There's there's stuff there's questions coming in. So here's one question. You know, we've talked a little bit about your health and your history of that. So I, there's a theory cuz you know, none of us I've known you for a while, but you know, not always prying in your personal life and a lot of the guys don't know you um, beyond the heavy hitters era. Have is Wanting to be out in the wilderness, kind of on your own, breaking free, is this uh, um, like a reaction to like having some health problems and wanting to kind of bust out and like kind of flip the middle finger to the health kind of thing? Is it newer or have you always been like a little bit of seclusionist where maybe you've, you've liked the isolation stuff? I mean, how's this all – people are kind of wondering about this. Yeah. There, so there's two things. So I've always 
I've always I've always done crazy hiking and disappearing. I haven't even told you about the craziest thing I've done. Um, and I got in some I got into some trouble one time when I was pretty young doing something. But um, <laughs> yeah, oh, and I I never told you how I was a nomad in Alaska. Also, I I worked on a fishing boat and then I just left and was a nomad for a while. I haven't told you about that either. Nope. Yeah, but, so this uh, is all new. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, so so what happened was is. Even when I was young, I like would hike and go to these places, and I'm like, no one's been here for a while, or, or a lot of people don't come here, and it's like just nice to be out there. And so I, I, I start digging that stuff, and so I've always done it. And then these days, when I'm feeling when I'm feeling up for it, I get overzealous and I plan this, this crazy shit. And then and then what you know you have to plan this stuff. So once it once it once it comes, like if I'm feeling up for it, then I do it. And so, like, if, if you hear me say, like, um, yeah, I'm going hiking or I'm doing this, that means that I'm, I'm doing pretty good, you know? Yeah. And so it probably is an overreaction, but it's, like, it's frustrating because, like, you can't do stuff. Like, I can't do stuff sometimes, and then so, like, when I'm feeling up for it, I want to get out there, you know? Yeah, well, so, in yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, that's kind of what uh, the theory was, and we're just wondering about that. And then also, but being out, like, for instance, you're going to Sequoia National, two nights, roughing it, um, you know, some heavy hitters are like, heck, my wife would be worried sick about me, let alone not having kind of the, some of the health issues. I mean, how's, how's the wife deal, you know, is she okay with, she's completely kind of free-minded about it, or is she super worried, or, I mean, uh... Dude, my, my wife's on a, my wife's on a two-and-a-half-week trip right now, and I have heard from her in three days. Okay, so it's kind of a reciprocal understanding, then. <laughs> so, so you know, um, you know, my wife takes pictures, and she's she's crazy. So, my wife's a photographer, like a nature photographer, and she's on her fall colors trip right now. And she went, um, she went down south, and she had to drive through like a desert to get to some random, um, like foresty area in the middle of the desert like in some random like hot or there's some random spring that supports all of the, the plants out there and she had to like um I forget what the uh, there's some there's some place up in the battle where everyone goes through, like they're biking like some sandy place she had to go up there and practice and like drain the areas of her tire and drive through the sand and she has this satellite um mm, interesting she has this satellite phone where she can text me and it has like pre-programmed messages so I get one a day Unless, unless there's a, unless she sends me like a rescue text. Yeah, interesting. You know, so yeah. so she just she just wants an itinerary for me and, and to know where I'm going to be at, and then she does the same for me. She gives me an itinerary and all that. And you're gonna have cell phone use, or are you going satellite phone yourself? No, I take my cell phone, but the goal is for me to lose cell phone access. That's that's kind of the goal. Wow, and and so will you guys? She's up there now. Is, are, are you gonna be? Both on trips at the same time. Will she still be gone when you're gone? Yeah, she doesn't come back until Sunday. Whoa. Okay. Well, you guys are both out. So I mean, match made in heaven, man. You both guys are into that stuff. Yeah, it was funny because when I met her, um, I had just gotten back from this crazy trip that was where I, where I got in some trouble, and I I was starting to get worried for a while there. But and then I was telling her about it, and then like that's how we kind of clicked. She does the outdoor stuff, you know. Oh man. Well, let, why don't we tease the, I mean, how long is that story that, uh, maybe we could tease it for the end here. Yeah, I can, I can tell it pretty quick. It's, it's not that big of a deal. It's just kind of, I did some stupid stuff. Okay. Hit, it, hit us. Right now? 
Oh, you want? We can save it. No, save it for the no. End. It's cool. Before we forget, so what happened was is um, so we, I mentioned it before. I have family in Canada, and they moved down to the border like I don't know, maybe ten years ago. But before then, they lived up north, like pretty secluded. And um, my uncle worked in. My uncle was a miner, and so like you would have like a mining town with like five thousand people or whatever. And so what I did was. Uh, when I was in college, I, I, I did crazy stuff when I was in college. Well, what I would consider crazy stuff. Wait, so is this the um, uncle that has the the hockey player with the hockey player's son, or is this a different? Yeah, uncle? yeah. My uh, the hockey player is my aunt's son, and then his son is like in the AAA of hockey right now. Oh, so they have that. So that's his dad. I mean, the dad and the son. This is the uncle you're talking about, though. My uncle, no, my uncle. You know, he's like married to my aunt, so they're like you know in sixties. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is your talking about though. Okay, this is your guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So my um, so uh, I would sometimes I'd go up there and visit, and then what I did was uh, so well, so long long story short, they they would live in a town that had, where there's a mine, and the mine would support like five thousand people, and it's pretty rural. And so the next town would be like you know like twenty, thirty, forty, fifty miles down the the freeway. Right. And so what I did was is I flew in to um. Uh, a town that was like, I think it was like 40 miles from them. And we're, we're talking like propeller plane, like yeah. had propellers. That's like, like how far out they were. And, um, what I did was, is I used to fish a lot. And so I basically took kind of what I needed to survive. And I, and I took like probably 50% of the food that I needed. And then I had planned to do a week following a stream from the town that I flew into, into to their town. And they knew I was doing it. And they knew, like, when I was starting. And I told them I was, you know, I called them when I got there, all that. But there's no trail. Right. I was, like, kind of walking in the water, and I was trout fishing. They call them, they call them specks. So I was, I was trout fishing as I went through, and I, the goal was was for me to catch, you know, some fish and eat them. Well, I, I didn't do too good. Oh, <laughs> no. And there was no trail, so it took me longer than expected. I think it took me, like, 10 days. And so I got there, but um, I needed a hamburger when I got there. <laughs> so that was the, the stupid thing was not taking enough food, right? Um, because I wasn't familiar with the fishing, and and um, yeah, I started you know I started to lose calories, and I started to get a little weak, but I made it. Dang, yeah, look at yeah, okay. So you've definitely always been into it, that's for sure. It's, it's not a new thing for you. Yeah, and so real real quick, the the, the good story was is um, when I was in junior college. I worked on a fishing boat in Alaska for like a month during the summer. So during, you know, during summer break. And then I used that money to, to kind of just roam around for like a couple of weeks. And then I came home. No, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know that happened at all. Yeah. So the, I, 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 I tell it a little bit more dramatic and say, I wasn't doing that, but I was just kind of roaming around. I didn't even know where I was going. I just kind of cruising around and stuff. Yeah. So you've been there. Yeah. yeah so you've been there. You've scouted it out a little bit. So yeah, there's some roots there. Well, back to back to Mount Rose before you move on to football. We got 15 minutes in. This is I, I Aquarian Minds wanted to know this, but so this trip coming up, Sequoia National, you're you're roughing it for a couple days. Um, the heavy hitters, like I said, they're worried. You know, they're they're we're, it's like we're all your wives and we're all worried about you. Um, are you going to be packing heat protection? No, I have a bear canister. So just some bear spray. No, I can't. No, I'm not even. I don't even have bear spray. I have a bear canister, which is, is like a plastic thing where you put your food in. 
oh, I see bear cancer and keep them away from getting your food, but you're not. Yeah. So, I mean, you're relying on those old, uh, those old heavy hands of yours if a bear comes on up, huh? No, you, you just have to, you have to make noise. They'll, they'll, if you make noise, the, the, as long as you don't surprise them, then you're fine. And as long as you don't do stupid stuff, like people like, We'll have a bear, bear canister and put it like a hundred feet from their tent, but then they have like you know a Snickers bar inside the tent. You know, don't, don't do dumb shit like that; and you'll be fine. All right. Well, okay. We were wondering if you're packing heat. Sounds like you're not. But no, you're I, but I've, I've seen. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen. I've run across bears before. Damn. Well, Nate, just just black bears though. You know, I, I, I'm not messing with any grizzly bears. If I was going somewhere with grizzly bears, that's a different story. Yeah, and the, uh, the Sequoia National, we're not talking to grizzlies up there, huh? No, there's only black bears around here. I don't know my I was, uh, my bears very well. Heather and I were within that's like 25 feet of a couple of black bears that um, just hit me this year. Really? Yeah, and then we uh, and then we saw a cub, so then we left. But. Oh. Um, that was pretty cool. I hear the internet's on fire about some mountain lions stalking some guys, so heads up for some mountain lions. Did you see that video? I haven't seen it. I just heard about it today. I gotta check it out. Oh, oh, check out the video, dude. Wow, yeah, and it sounds like a doozy. Well, I got you warmed up. So now there's, I mean, we're week six in heavy hitters, Nate. And I uh, wanted to give you a break. I didn't want to jump in right away, but um, the standings are separated a bit now. Last week, Yeah, they are. We were talking about, you know, the top and bottom were only a couple games apart. Problem is, last week, the bottom got more bottomy, and the top got a little more toppy. So we got three one and fours. You're one of them. A couple four and ones. Four sets of three and twos, and then Danny alone at two and three. So, um, Nate, let's, let's, let's start with you and your team, and then we'll bleed into the matchups. We'll talk about your matchup this week and what we're looking at. But um, rough times, huh? Tell me about it. Rough times. I mean, like, look at. I mean, Shark's still out. Melvin Gordon got a DUI. I mean, Russell Wilson's now on bye. You know, just you know, sometimes these seasons run in streaks. You know, you have a bad season or two, or just everything goes against you. So, I mean, I'm just, you know, seeing how you're feeling and thinking. You know, you're one of four. You going to make that? You know, one of four has never been able to make playoffs. You know, are you looking to be the first guy to do it? Are you already feeling like you want to start stacking keepers? How are you feeling here? No, I mean, I, I never give up on anything. That's just kind of how I am. But, um, yeah, I, I've got, I mean, when it rains, it pours this week's pretty rough. I mean, if I can't even score 80 points to beat you, then that tells you something. Yeah. But, I mean, I mean, no, no dig at you, but, I mean, I, I mean, that game was primed for the taking, and I put up 70-something. It's just ridiculous. But, yeah, so Russell's on a bye. Chark's likely not going to play. Jefferson came down to earth. Gordon DUI. Johnson's hurt like normal. Green yeah. Green stinks. I tried to get Claypool. I spent I I paid seventeen bucks on him. I saw that. Didn't quite. Because I figured I figured there was keeper potential. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, but uh, I have a, I have a little bit of negative information that you may be interested in. Okay. So uh, there was almost a, there was almost a serious trade that went down. Oh, and it's off the table. It's it's done. No, it's probably not off the table, but it would probably need to get modified. Okay. So let me tell you what happens. And I didn't talk to Slingbox, but I don't think you would mind. So Slingbox reached out, and uh, he, of course, was interested in the players that probably most people would be interested in. Uh, 
Wilson, Kittle, and Gurley. And this was like, when was when did he reach out? Three days ago, maybe? Okay, yeah. After I mean, Wilson's in the and, deal. He lost Dak. I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And he was offering up. First, first he offered Clyde edwards Flair and Cooper Cup. And then I was like... Well, wait, 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 stop. Let me back up. I need to get... I, I like to think these things through. So yeah. We're talking Gurley, Wilson, and Kittle. Gurley, Wilson, and Kittle for Edwards, Hilaire, and Cup. So yeah. you, you lose a tight end. You give up... No receivers. You give up Gurley and... So you get back a receiver and Cup. You get back Edwards, Hilaire for Gurley, but you give him Russell Wilson. I got to hear how this went because this sounds like a, a fair deal. I, what happened? Yeah, so, I mean, he, he framed it as a keeper trade, but I, I thought that, you know, I thought it was more than a keeper trade. I thought he was giving up, you know, fair value. Yeah. And then I was like, well, let me let me ponder it, because, you know, like, I, I don't want to give I never want to give up on anything. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, let me ponder it. And then um, and then, and then then he was like, and then he was like, well, I also have Lockett. And then I was, that would have been probably my counter, is I would have wanted Lockett instead of the Cup. Oh, really? Just, Interesting. Well, he's a, he's a, he's a later round guy. Okay, yeah, keepers in, okay. Yeah, so I, I was thinking keepers, right? Okay. And then and then and then Slingbox was like all and then and then I was like, shit, I don't know, man, because I was like I, I was kinda of digging Wilson as a potential keeper. And he was like, Yeah, I, I, I get it. And then and then um and then he was like, Well I don't want to speak for him, but he was basically saying, Well, we can do it later too, because Wilson's on a buy and I was like, Oh yeah, I forgot Wilson's on a buy so I was like, Yeah, that makes sense and then and then the Lady on Bell news dropped. Yes, holy cow. Holy yeah, and then cow. so, yeah, so then I told Slingbox, you know, I told him the deal, the deal isn't done or we may be able to, we may be able to do something different, but like, now I kind of want to see what happens this week, but the, I don't know what the deal is in, in, in Kansas City. You kind of alluded to it that, I think it was last call that he was losing carries a little bit and then, and then, um, if there was a better back there, he'd probably lose significant carries and then he only got like 10 touches, I think, against Oakland. Yeah, you know, uh, it seems like maybe the staff blames him a little bit, too, from the comments I've heard where I hear analysts say that really they're not giving him any help on the O-line and the offense. So, But, no, I mean, yeah. that Le'Veon Bell news, there's no way around it. It's going to hurt. The question is how much. Um, does he just take over, like, a Daryl Williams role and be kind of like a backup? I mean, I don't – Edward Lair hasn't done enough. And I was talking to Andy – it's a little bit of a redundant skill set because, you know, Le'Veon Bell's known as this great pass-catching back, but he's also was really good on early downs. I mean, he was an all-around elite back. And then you got Edwards Hilaire, who was drafted in the first round and, mind you, was touted as, like, the best pass-catching running back out of college since McCaffrey. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I, yeah, it's, I mean, it's not good. It's not good. If, if Slingbox gets lucky, Le'Veon Bell's washed up and kind of just a backup like, like McCoy was last year, but... Man, it's scary if you're an Edward Teller owner, and, and you know, for your sake, of course, he's a first rounder, so the keeper value was shaky anyway. Now it's really shaky. Yeah, so I mean, if I had like you know the last pick in the first round or the second to last pick, then it would probably be a no brainer to keep him. But you know, it's getting shaky, and any draft pick higher than that, I probably wouldn't keep him. So now I'm kind of, uh, I wouldn't say I was happy for that. I didn't that I didn't do the trade because I was a half a second away from taking it because it was a good offer yeah, at the time for sure. I thought, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, and I mean, it was close. I mean, I was like almost typing the text saying, like, "Do you want me to put it in or do you want to put it in?" And then, like, and then I was like, "Well, let me, let's just see what happens this week." And then that Le'Veon Bell thing happened. Mm. 
man, that's the thing. Trades, you got to pull the trigger or not, and then stuff happens like you're talking about. And with Slingbox, and unfortunately, it makes people a little more hesitant. You always want to sit and wait. What's the next thing? What's the injury? What's the trade? Like, yeah. So, I mean, you got to pull yeah. it and you pull it, but and sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. But, man, yeah. there has been that one trade, that the, the uh, Green Balls um, fat overrated trade, but that, that sounded like it had some potential, but you got to reevaluate now. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I have had some talks with – did I tell you – did we talk about uh, the Slingbox trade last week before Thursday that I tried to sneak in there? No, I think you were saying that you were putting feelers out there, but you didn't say any specifics. Yeah, I think we ta- – our pod was Wednesday. So on Thursday, last Thursday, it was the Bucks bears And at 4.30 but before the 5.20 game, so I didn't even give them an hour, I basically would try to jump in and say, hey, you know – Two for one for Ronald Jones. Look at my roster. Anyone that's not a Panthers running back, you know, two for one if you're interested. So he only had 50 minutes, less than an hour because the game was starting. So yeah. nothing came back. And then at 520, I had sent a text, you know, expired because clearly I don't want to trade. <laughs> Once he's already playing, I can't, you know, the trade doesn't trigger. And um, Ronald Jones had a pretty good game. And, um, you know, Fournette was basically out. McCoy was out. The other guy got hurt. Anyway, so, I mean, Slingbox, even today, I talked to him. I, I, first of all, I told him, you know, I'm upset for him because that sucks. That Bell, you know, it's good for Protege, which we'll get to, but it's bad for Slingbox. And and I was worried because the Dolphins were talked about, and Gaskin's been a nice, pleasant surprise for me. So I was biting my nails, and so I, he kind of lost the lottery there. Um, but I still told him, I was like, I want a piece of Ronald Jones. I was like, I'll still do a twofer if you're interested, and my, my roster's open. But, again, he didn't get back to me. I doubt he turned his phone off because we were going back and forth, but... Trades are hard. It's hard to get a trade going this year, man. I'm having trouble. I thought for sure I'd make some deal by now, but well, you know, outside of these, outside of these um, one in four teams, everyone's pretty close. Well, you know, and that's true, but it, but, and everyone's different. Like, so for instance, me and Slingbox are three and two each, and credit to him, and you know, whatever you want to say about myself, but you, I agree with you last week, like. You could have, you should have beat me last week. My, I don't like my team. Like it's okay. It's it's like it's like a five hundred ish team maybe, but like I'm not going to beat anybody in the playoffs with this team. So, and Slingbox at three and two said he's felt like it's been an uphill battle for him. So, you know, some of us three and twos aren't feeling so hot either and are willing to make trades. I don't know if any of them will happen, but you know, I don't think anyone's in love with their team except maybe you know Green Balls, which he should be, and Al Davis. I would say is in love with his team. Um, but besides that, man, goalies is probably in love with his team. I don't know for sure, but um, I, I'm well, thinking after, he's good about it. And I think you know, after this week, especially if some of these teams go to one and five, I mean, the the teams that are separating should be reaching out to them. But we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, and, um, so yeah, and I and I'm not getting all the info. Like Fat and Overrated's talking um, with someone, but he wouldn't tell me who because. And he's right because if I would have heard the target, I might have tried to sneak in there because I'll do that. That's just the way. That's just life. <laughs> Survival of the fittest. You know what I mean? So he's he's smart. He smartly didn't tell me, but so there there's some there are some talks going. At you you and Slingbox were talking. I'm I'm sure maybe there's some other talks. Um, but you know, again, I want to broker some trades here because uh, we're week six and nothing's happened except that. Well, Fat and Overrated and Green Ball's trade was huge, so I don't want to downplay it. It was a massive trade, but. Um, Oh man, I just checked. Todd Gurley is running back eight. How do you feel about that? He just he just keeps falling in the end zone exactly. like on accident. Exactly, man. He he. If, you know, at some point you might have to think that he just is a little bit faster and quicker than he looks on ta- on 
into your eyeball because the eyeball test he looks like molasses, but yeah, he, he just somehow you know, hits the I corner thought, and falls in the end zone. <laughs> yeah, I thought about that because I don't. I think it was the last game. Maybe it was the maybe it was two games ago where they were like on the three yard line or something like that. They were inside the five, and I think they gave the ball to. It may have been Hill twice in a row, and he got he got just stuffed. And they brought him in, and he looked slow. And he, and he got in the end zone easily, and I was like, he must be one of those players that's a lot faster than he looks. Yeah, and he's smart. I mean, he, he's like he's a veteran now. He's smart. He's he's patient enough. He knows you know how to set up his runs. I mean, he's savvy. He's like the savvy old vet out there, like making touchdowns. I mean, you gotta love it. Um, yeah, no doubt. So yeah, he almost got moved in a deal, but you didn't make a deal. With Slingbox, Slingbox hasn't got back to me with any two for ones for Ronald Jones. I'm trying to. Pick up a Ronald Jones. Um, I mean, am I well, anyone listening? My roster's open. Like, I, I absolutely will trade McCaffrey. He's coming back in probably what a couple weeks, maybe, maybe next week. I mean, I'll trade McCaffrey. I mean, I'm. I mean, if you're out there, Vinny Greenballs, you guys with the deep teams, Al Davis, goalie. I mean, McCaffrey's on the block. You know, let's talk packages. I mean, I'm in. I mean, I'll trade anyone. You know, I don't. I don't protect my players. So. So what's happened with Al Davis? Because I mean, you probably, you've probably talked to him multiple times now, right? Yeah, you know, he, he, I talked to him. Oh, I talked to him a lot last week. I told him kind of what I was thinking. You know, I tried to get a big package going, and and it wasn't a bad offer. Like I basically was trying to offer like McCaffrey and Davis. You know, kind of a package. The Panthers. I think I talked about this, but you know, basically a three for three or four for three, where he's getting McCaffrey and Davis and a couple other running backs for like Hunt. Gibson and James Robinson. It's like a big three for three running back deal. Like we're just running backs. They're going all around where, um, but you know, he's just kind of, he lost, um, not lost, but Josh Kelly last week kind of got relegated to the backup. And so, you know, he, for a week, just a week ago, he's feeling really good about his depth, but just, you know, fast forward a week and Josh Kelly's not really feeling like depth on the bench. And, and to be honest with you, Antonio Gibson, we, you talk, you joke with me, but like Al Davis and, I've heard protege too. Like these guys are like Antonio Gibson crazy, which I get it. I've been trying to trade for him too, but like, I think they're crazier than me. Cause like that team's sad. And like this at Kyle Allen, Alex Smith thing is sad. And like, I'd still take him. Don't get me wrong, but they're super high on him. Al Davis is super high on him. He doesn't want to let him go. So that he hasn't got back to me interested either. So, I mean, I can't even get rid of McCaffrey. Like this just trade talks this year are rough. So um. hey, one of the, one of the storylines for, early fantasy season next year is what is Al Davis going to do with keepers? Oh, because he's got so many right now? Well, I mean, he's got, you know, he's got Jackson and Andrews, which he likes. But then he's got, you know, like Gibson. Well, I'd say Lamar Jackson's season so far is pushing him to not keep him a quarterback ever again because Lamar's been very disappointing. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, at this point, James Robinson and Antonio Gibson are his front runners. You know, we got to see how DeAndre Swift finishes up and um, – but, yeah, you know, so, right, Nate, now that we're talking about trades, did you have any other trades with other owners you were talking about? Or no, that was, no, that was, yeah, that was it. So I have something right now. It's, we're, we're a half hour in, and I thought about this today. I was like, I don't know how many people are listening to the podcast anymore. Because, you know, we go through our, di- our peaks and valleys with listenership. And I threatened to shut down the pod last year, and, the, you know, the fans came roaring back, resounding no. We, we got back on the air. So, Nate, on this new um, app, I don't see the views, or I haven't found them like how many views there are and stuff so i'm thinking we do an easter egg tonight we do an easter egg right now where i 
say something to the, the uh, league, and then their response will tell us who's still listening to our pod. Okay. So here's the, here's the Easter egg. If you're out there, heavy hitters, and you're listening, to prove that you're listening to the podcast still in week six, shoot me a trade offer to prove you're listening. Now, this trade offer could be completely ridiculous. And just to prove that you're listening, it could be Christian McCaffrey and Mike Davis for your worst player. Like, just something I would would never do. But the point is... I I send those out to people already. Yes, you already do. So send send me something like that, and at least I'll know you're listening. That'd be a fun Easter egg. But then I'll say this too: if you want to get, if you're feeling froggy and you want to jump at something, or you can send me an offer that you would do that is not ridiculous, but you're pretty sure I wouldn't do. Test me, Nate. I'm saying test me. Al Davis is right. You're like addicted to trades. Like you're some like if you don't make a trade soon, something bad's gonna happen. <laughs> well, I mean, I, so yeah, that's the Easter egg. So to prove your listenership, send me some sort of trade offer. It could be ridiculous or even semi ridiculous, but because um, Nate, I'm willing to speculate. Like I was telling you, like I, I told Singbox, give me a two for one offer. Like he, he, you know, just last week he was considering Ronald Jones a headache because Fournette was there, McCoy was there. Fournette and McCoy are hurt. Ronald Jones has a decent game. And all of a sudden, maybe he doesn't want to look at a two-for-one anymore. I'm like, give me something ridiculous. Take two of my best players, you know, outside of McCaffrey. Or or three or four. Whatever. Give me something. I'm willing to speculate on these questionable guys. Because as you've seen my team, it's full of them. I like to, I kind of like to rotate them, you know? So that's the Easter egg. Send me a ridiculous trade or a semi-ridiculous trade. Prove you're listening still. And then maybe those trade talks will blossom. We've had some heavy marketing. Well, well, some people are listening because they're asking about my trip, so. Yeah. I like to be vague and make it sound like we got a bunch of listeners, but usually it's Fat and Overrated, who I talk to a lot and who listens to the podcast. He brings that well, up. Yeah, I, I know he's listening. But I know some guys that were listening before the season that kind of tune out during the season, it seems like, sometimes, and like your Al Davis is the world. So I'm just curious who's still listening because, Nate, I'm not saying it to be, to be a threat, but if this Easter egg doesn't give me, you know, Let's say eight because we're two. If I don't get six, seven, eight responses, that means our viewership's down in about fifty percent. I don't know if we need to. We can still, you know, produce this show and not go bankrupt. You know, oh. we need the stimulus checks out there to keep this production running. But um, yeah, so that's that's the Easter egg. So that's the Easter egg for the week. Um, so what do you think we should go through the line at uh, the uh, the matchups real quick? Pick yeah. some winners. Yeah. All right. So we were t- we talking about your team. So let's talk about it. You and Slingbox are playing each other this week. Yeah. So once again, you're in talks with the guy you're playing, like me and you last week. Um, it's interesting. So on his side, Fitzpatrick is in because Dak broke his leg. Edwards Hilaire, arrow down. Ronald Jones, I mean, I'd say arrow up, even though I'm trying to trade for him. Godwin's questionable. That's a big one. Cooper Cup, been playing well. Not out of his mind like a couple years ago, but, you know, pretty well. Travis Kelsey, of course, tied in one. Philip Lindsay might have the job to himself this week, so that's big, but he does play New England. Tough matchup. Darius Slayton in his flex. One week wander here. So his team looks a lot different, and it could go a lot of different ways. Godwin could be out. That's huge for him. I look over on your side, Stafford, Gurley and Taylor, which, you know, Gurley's been falling into the end zone. Taylor needs to come around. He's been disappointing, but the potential's there. Chark hurt, 
So you might eventually have to plug in Boyd or Crowder or Hilton, maybe. Melvin Gordon, well, let's go through the rest of it. Justin Jefferson, he's probably a guy you got to start Kittle. Melvin Gordon's there. You know, you might have to, he's going to play so far, right? I mean, we don't know any, we haven't heard that he's going to sit or be suspended, so you might get another game out of him. And then Deontay. So, Nate, you got you, you and Will both have a couple soft spots where we got to solidify, so it's hard to pick a winner here. Yeah. Um, mm, Kelsey Kittle, battle of the top tight ends. Lindsey Gordon, battle of the Denver running backs. Chart, Godwin, battle of the hurt receivers. This is a, this is a wash right now. Um, Jonathan Taylor, Ron Jones, that's that's going to be close. Edward Teller, Gurley, give the edge to you. Oh, no, Bell's not going to be in. So I'm going to... Nate, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, um, I just... Well, you don't like to pick your own games. I'll pick your game for you. I'm going to go Edward Teller, fire under his butt with Bell waiting in the wings, goes off. Godwin plays... Slingbox trades Ronald Jones to me for a nice package, and and Slingbox gets the win. Yeah, I just, I mean, I I don't have many breaks this year, so it's hard to see me winning this game. Okay, well, hey, let me let me check something real quick. Let me see if I can broker a trade here. So who's the boss? So would you give up like Fuller and? McLaurin for Jones? So, I have three receivers. Um, yeah. So, it's two, So I, w- I would try to inflate that deal to, to get a receiver back. Um, that, that said, that said, remember you're talking to, if he, was hard on, if he was hard about that trade, it would only do it like that, Fuller and McLaurin for Ronald Jones, and I, get, I have one receiver left and take on another running back, I still might do it. If, if you wanted to, if you wanted another receiver back, who would you ask for? Well, I'd have to. I'd have to add a piece because if just McLaurin and Fuller for Ronald Jones isn't going to entice anybody, so I would want. Let's say I wanted. Uh, um, if he's if he, if Cup's the guy, maybe he would move. Let's say I wanted Cup. I would still need to add a running back piece. So I'd say, you know, Fuller, McLaurin, and let's say uh, Acres or. Something, oh, you know, course. and then he, you know, Ronald Jones, Cooper Cup. I mean, something like that. I mean, I would, those are things I would think hard about and I feel like would make sense. So that said, it's about if Godwin sits, it's about how good he feels about Slayton because, you know, his lineup would look light otherwise. Lockett's on by. So, I mean, I'll try to make something like that work. That's what I'm saying. Send me ridiculous stuff. Like, I'll, I'll try to make something work if it doesn't work right away. But um, yeah. even as it stands, I would think about that because I'm a degenerate. I think there's a deal there. I think there may be a deal there to be made. Well, again, every, that's what's that's what's fun, right? Because everyone's got their own opinions of players. It really comes down to opinion. And uh, for me, my thing with Ronald Jones, I wouldn't I wouldn't even hesitate to say like I'm willing. I want to bet that this that their carousel, Fournette, McCoy, Keyshawn Vaughn, this whole like headache that they've had up to the last couple of weeks with injuries. I want to bet on a guy taking that job. So it's not like I'm like I know anything anyone else does. I just want to be the guy that speculates and, and try to get ahead of the game. But um, that could very well be a headache the rest of the year. And Slingbox would wish he traded with me. So it can go. It's all about opinions, you know, and whatever bits of information you got. And so we'll see. It's out there. 
But I'm going to pick him to win this week. Edwards Hilaire, fire under his butt. That's the story this week. Edwards Hilaire wants to keep Le'Veon Bell on the bench. And so he's going to go off. Yeah, and the, the Buffalo defense has been disappointing, right? Yeah, they're pretty soft, man. Um, you know, Derrick Henry didn't do much against them, so maybe they're not bad against the run. He got a couple touchdowns, but he wasn't like, you know, outside of like chucking Josh Norman into the next dimension. Like, Oh, my God. That was amazing, huh? That was so cool, yeah, especially against Josh Norman. Like, couldn't, couldn't, the best possible person to do it against. Right, right. Yep, so no, uh, no, so Buffalo, you know, their defense hasn't been anything great. Not as good as people thought they'd be, so he could do it. That's going to be a fun game Monday night, Josh Allen versus Mahomes. And, and, uh, so I'll pick them there. Um, let's move over to Fat and Overrated Sweet Swizzle. So the Battle of 1 and 4, so the Toilet Bowl, Nate, the Toilet Bowl. Swizzle and Fat and Overrated 1 and 4 apiece. Um, Swizzle gets back Devonta Adams and Aaron Jones. So he gets some big pieces back. David Montgomery, great matchup. Bell Cow, Gardner Minshew. Amari Cooper, you're Amari Cooper, tearing it up, still pretty good. Even though the snap counts down, he's still doing well. Uh, Hunter Henry's on by, so he needs a tight end. Um, Juju, disappointing, but he's in the flex with Chenault. So, you know, even with this bye over with, it's not up and down a great team, but he has strong pieces with Montgomery Jones and uh, Adams and Cooper. Um, Half his team, let's say. Half his team looks really strong. Wow, look at all this buys. He's got to have to drop somebody. He's got some buys. Jared Cook could... I mean, he could probably drop Cook and pick up another tight end this week, and I don't think Cook's a hot commodity right now. Um, he didn't do much with Thomas out. On the other side, Cam Newton's back. Fat Overrated's got his prize pupil in that trade. Connor and yeah, Mostert both, both in. Despite Sweet Swizzle's efforts to take him. Yeah, that was hilarious, right? So, And I, I think Swizzle still owes me. I think he still owes me. I, he might have been, we were going back and forth, and he was he was basically apologizing, saying he just kind of forgot, whatever, which is fine. I, you know, we're all friends here, and I said that's fine with me. It's nice to have a joke, a long running joke, you know. So, um, but yeah, he tried to pick up Cam, and here they are playing each other. So it's the Campbell toilet Campbell. Um, it'd be funny if Newton's the big difference in the game, right? Yeah, um, he's got Connor and Mostert. He's got Diggs. He has a great pickup in Hardman, which I'm surprised didn't get more heat. I'm surprised Hardman didn't get more heat this week in the waivers, to be honest with you. You got him for $9. Um, Ertz, who's been, you know, disappointing. Uh, Nikhil Harry and Jerry Judy and his flexes, you know, leave something to the imagination, leave something to be desired, I meant to say. And But, you know, really that team, Mostert, Connor, couple bell cows, Diggs, top 10 receiver, Hardman. <sighs> And, you know, Swizzle's got tough mat- – Tampa Bay with Aaron Jones. Tampa's great against the run again. I'm going to go sw- – I'm going to go um, fat and overrated in this one. Yeah, I'd probably take Swizzle. Oh, okay. Here we go. 51% to fat and overrated, so ESPN's almost down the middle too. Yeah, that'll go up when you have to tie it in though. Yeah, that's true. you got to put that tie in that. Yep, that, yep. it's a good point. It's not going to be a great – it's not going to be a great player, but see who's there. Okay, so Hurst, your guy Hurst is there. Cooper, yeah. yeah, bit of a bust. There's some there, the tight end landscape's not too great. If you're not Travis Kelsey, I mean, you had a monster you out of Kittle, but besides that, he's been relatively quiet. And um, tight ends rough again this year, man. It's pretty rough. Yeah. Andrews has been pretty good, but not you know. Now Ertz has been a complete bust disappointment. Waller's been a good surprise. He's been good again, pretty good. And, but yeah, some of these guys. Oh, Johnu. I mean, Johnu for Green Balls. You know. That freak of nature, that's a great pick. So, again, Greenball's just, I mean, Greenball's, we'll get to his matchup, but 
with me, which is interesting, but Green Ball's team is just so good, top to bottom. I guess move on to take it to the house, Al Davis. Um, so take it to the house, finally got a touchdown out of Drake, even though Edmonds outplayed him again. Uh, Allen Robinson's been very good. A.J. Brown's back, huh? You see that? Yeah. A.J. Brown's yeah, back. Good. So, I mean, Miles Sanders, Kenyon Drake, Allen Robinson, A.J. Brown. He's got the prize Chase Claypool. He paid like 22 bucks for Chase Claypool. He plugs him right in. He's hoping your Deontay Johnson sits, or else that could be a big a downer. Then Adrian Peterson, he can't kill him. Halloween zombie. <laughs> and, and speaking of can't kill him, Jimmy Graham's still catching touchdowns at tight end. So he's got Kamara on bye, so his best player is on bye. So that's rough, but his team's still, he's got a solid team. His flexes are questionable, but hey, whose isn't? Almost everyone's tight, you know. Someone whose flexes aren't weak, Al Davis, Lamar Jackson against at Philly, Kareem Hunt at Pittsburgh, who who sounds bad, but actually Pittsburgh, besides that first game, hasn't been great against running backs. James Robinson versus Detroit, good matchup. Galladay at Jacksonville, good matchup. Thielen, Atlanta, great matchup. Andrews against Philadelphia, good matchup. I mean, Tyreek Hill at Buffalo, good matchup. Antonio Gibson here. So Al Davis up and down his lineup has good matchups. Um, Taking the House is putting together a great team with Kamara on by, but he's going up against a, a good team this week. I'm going to go Al Davis. That's solid up and down. Yeah, Al Davis, that's like, that's really good. ESPN has a 60% win probability for Al Davis. Uh, so that's, everyone's picking Al Davis this week. So, sorry, Danny. Um, goalie protege, couple of heavyweights. I mean, this is the line, this is the matchup of the week right here, Nate. This is matchup of the week. I, maybe we should save it. Let's, well, let's save it. Matchup of the week. Goalie and protege. Four and one, three and two. Let's go to an interesting matchup. Not the matchup of the week, but interesting. Green balls. Four and one. Who's the boss? Three and two. I told you, Nate. My my team is fine. Nothing to write home about. But I catch a break this week because if I have a, if I was ever good enough to be green balls, which is already questionable, I get Josh Jacobs on by. DK Metcalf, receiver one, on by. Michael Thomas, on by, fighting people. So if there's ever a week to win, I've got the luckiest draw on green balls. I mean, he's got Singletary, who my moss is coming back, might cut into that. Um, he does have Henry and Mahomes, so great. He's, I mean, his team's great. So he's still got Jonu Smith, C.D. Lamb, Devontae Parker, Julio Jones, and then Debo Samuel. So, I mean, th- this team is amazing. I mean, he's depleted with buys, but he's still putting out a really good team this week. Um, but if I'm going to beat him, it's this week. Uh, I got Josh Allen rolling again. Mike Davis, just keep it up. Better McCaffrey, what's going on here? My uh, pleasant little surprise, my little spark plug, Carol Gaskin, Miles Carol Gaskin. Uh, I mean... I don't know how I'm going to roll my receivers and flexes out yet, but currently McLaurin, Marquise Brown, and Will Fuller all got decent matchups. And I got Ebron at tight end again, fumbling balls all over. Um, and I don't know about my last flex. Who, who are you favoring for the flex? Uh, I want to play a Rams running back. I'm just torn on which one to play. Uh, <laughs> the, con- the consensus is Henderson. Like people say, you know, Henderson had two touchdowns last week. And so people, the consensus is Henderson. But here's my hang-up. Akers looked good for the first time all year. He's not hurt. He, would, he was 9 for 61. And McVay said he's going to get more work. So if I do some real napkin math here, if you have nine touches, he gets five, six more touches. That's at least 15 touches. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm tempted to play Acres. I got draft capital sunk into him, which I shouldn't think about, but, you know, we're all human. He's If I think he's going to get double-digit touches, and San Francisco's a little bit beat up against a run, as we saw with Gaskin. So I want to play Rams running back. I just don't know which one. Um, well, what would you do? I mean, on my last flexor, how would you play it? There's also Moss coming back. Edmonds. I mean, Edmonds against at Dallas in a high-scoring game. Edmonds is a possibility. Damien Harris, 17 touches. I mean, what would you do with my uh, last flex spot there? I don't know if you're looking at it. I just kind of sped through those, but... Yeah, I'm looking at it. You know, um, without... I, I didn't know about that nugget about Akers getting more carries, and so if I didn't know about that nugget, I would say Henderson. Um, even with kind of the tough San Francisco matchup. But um, Harris has a tough matchup too, but it looks like he's going to get volume. But the problem is, is you know, is Newton going to take those goal line carries? So with, so I would say Henderson, but if you're hearing Akers get more carries, that makes sense to put him in there. Yeah. I mean, it's still, again, I'm going on some coach speak versus, like, more production. So I, I don't know. It, it, that's why it's empty. I don't know. Probably one of those guys. Uh, that backfield's just a mess. Yeah, you know, it's – but here's the thing, you know, and, you know, I was talking about trying to trade for Ronald Jones. That backfield's been a mess, and I have a bunch of messes. I mean, Gaskin's t- – come away with it, so he's a starter. I got the Panthers running backs, but I mean, I got Henderson, I got, you just said it, I got Zach Moss, who I think will cut in Singletary again, because Singletary's just been mediocre, to, in my opinion. Damian Harrison, I got a lot of these things, but outside of like, I mean, look at even you, Nate, I mean, I mean, not to, I mean, Jonathan Taylor's going to break out, I hope, for you, but he still gives up a lot of work to, um, to freaking Hines and even Jordan Wilkins, so, I mean, there are so few... I mean, guys that are just, you know, not in any kind of mess yeah. at all. And not that Taylor's in that kind of mess, but the Rams are a mess. Tampa's a mess. Um, New England's a mess. Um, I mean, uh, shoot, Baltimore's a mess. I mean, these are, there's so many good players. Buffalo might be a mess. There's so many good players that we all want to take over, but it just doesn't work out that way sometimes. And, um, yeah, that's... That's the way it goes for a lot of backfields right now. I happen to have a bunch of them, but um, shoot, man. Um, yeah, so let's go to matchup of the week. I, I mean, wait, let's talk, pick a winner. I'm going to pick myself again. I mean, if I can't beat Vinny with, with Jacobs, Metcalf, and Thomas out, then, well, Metcalf's already available, but I'll really go fire sale if I lose this week because what, what am I doing here? Um, yeah, I think, I mean, I would have to pick Vinny on that one. God, you're picking Vinny even with those buys, huh? Yeah, I mean, look at his team. Well, Henry, Singletary, Parker, Lamb, Jonu, Julio, Debo. I mean, that's okay, but God, isn't isn't Julio still banged up? Yeah, I mean, he's not. He's questionable, so he might sit, and you'd have to plug in Tanyan or Dobbins or pick up someone. Or so I mean, yeah, I mean, he. Like I said, I I am actually picking myself. I think I got a shot here. I think I'm winning it. So we'll see. Yeah. That'd be that'd be big for you if you won that game. Oh, huge! I mean, to be four and two with the team that's probably middle of pack at best in points. I mean, I'll take that. You know, two thousand eighteen protege luck. I mean, I know you're hoping for this, but don't you think Edmonds has to take that starting job at some point? I think the levy has to break. I mean, last week again, because you know, I I do think the news cycle and fantasy does affect teams. I think they hear the hubbub. I think at some point, if, if Edmonds keeps out playing him a couple more weeks, I, and Drake continues to be bad. If Drake continues to be bad and Edmonds continues to look good, I mean, 
they're going to have to at least make it like more of a just a straight up split, another mess, if you will. Yeah. But to have Drake like, as the clear starter, it's start. Yeah. I think I'll, I think Edmonds got up to like thirty five percent of snaps last week, so it's starting to shift. Yeah, they, and they got lucky. They only um, they only gave Drake a one year deal, so it's not like they have anything invested in him. Yeah, I mean Edmonds for me is a backdoor keeper for sure. I mean, could be keeper next year for me, so I'm yeah. clutching him. I'm clutching him pretty tight. You know, he'd be, he'd be, if he had that starting job, he'd, he'd be big in fantasy. Yeah, well, you know, the the big thing is systematic. The, the the Cardinals have to start stretching the field, or else, you know, who knows if anyone will be that successful there? Because, you know, Drake last year they were stretching the field and he was having light boxes, but it ain't happening this year with the Cardinals. And Kyler Murray's our best running back. So, Nate, you're yawning. We have one yeah, matchup yeah. left. We split on the Vinny Greenballs. Who's the boss matchup? Last matchup of the week, and then we'll shut it down. Um. Top of the standings, like two weeks in a row with two great, you know, matchups of the weeks. Um, well, I guess technically that's not right. Huh? Goalies four and one, and Green Balls four and one. But you know, we're battling for that second seed. So goalie and protege are going at it for the two seed this week, most likely. So this is a battle for the two seed, Nate. Um, so goalie has Madison because Cook's going to probably sit, so he's savvily. Had Madison as the handcuff. Plugs him right in. Mixon missed a practice, but I don't think he's in danger of missing. I think he's back at practice today, actually. Um, I'd have to check that. Um, but he looks good to go. Watson has been freed. Russell Wilson's cooking. Deshaun Watson's baking. So Deshaun Watson baking. Um, Mike Evans missed practice, so Mike Evans is shaky, but... Again, goalie's team looking really good. I mean, you got to talk to... I, I almost put him up with the, the Vinny Greenballs of the world right now and the protégés. Because even with Evans hurt, Robbie Anderson and, and Calvin Ridley, two great receivers. Brandon Cook's kind of coming around. Um, and they're in his lineup too. Mike Gesicki at tight end. So, I mean, with, with Cook hurt and even Eckler on IR, his team's still really good. Um, he's 4-1. and one. He goes against protégé who, I mean... This week, he doesn't get to enjoy Le'Veon Bell, but from here on out, he's got Lev Bell. Um, but for this week, Elliott and David Johnson at running back. Decent matchups. Um, Kyler Murray has prized another pupil, prized pupil. He's protecting Kyler Murray. DeAndre Hopkins is just tearing it up. Uh, Robert Woods, TJ Hawkinson, and then Devontae Freeman looking like he's finally taken over in New York. Got Jarvis Landry in the flicks right now, but he's not practicing, so that might turn into a Edelman or pickup, or maybe a Le'Veon Bell miracle. I don't know how that's going to work out. So good matchup, man. I mean, I kind of sped through him again, but I mean, if you're looking at it for you at home, following along, I mean, you got a uh, that's a good matchup, man. Mixon Madison versus Elliott, David Johnson, Watson versus Murray. Evans Anderson. I mean, this is this matchup is this is a hell of a matchup this week. Yeah, of the week. Um, but if I had to pick, aye aye aye. I think I, I'm. I'd go. I'd lean protege. Protege, huh? I just think I like Kyle Murray and Dallas is going to run the ball more. He's got the stack against Dallas. A lot of points could probably get put on the board. You know he's. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if Coley won. 
He's got yeah. always teams really good too. It's a great matchup. I mean, it really is. It's they both got it going on. Um, you know, their, their last their last flex spot for both of them is really just where they're a little weak. Brandon Cooks, who had one a couple of big games, looks a little better than Landry because Landry might not play, but Landry's got a good matchup. Oh man, Madison, you know. Who Nate? By the way, did you see the fourth down that they went for against Seattle on Sunday night? The, the I, watched, I, I watched most of the game. I'm surprised there wasn't more talk about how bad Madison's fourth down run was. That huge lane that opened up in real time. This wasn't like cherry picking a still shot on the replay. Like in real time, that hole that opened up on fourth down, everyone saw it on in real time. And he just ran right into the defense. Like that should have been an easy pickup. That said, he's fantasy wise, he's still okay. Um, By the way, I just looked it up because I remember I saw something on Le'Veon Bell practicing. They said he may not be cleared until next Wednesday. Okay, yeah, so he's not. They have to. He has to. I think he has to test negative for a certain amount of time before he can join the team. Oh yeah, so so he's not there. Elliot's matchup's a bit tough. David Johnson, you know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna actually go goalie. David Johnson is always, you know. He's still not even near what he was. He could have a bad game, no problem. Um, Freeman's got a tough Washington front. Yeah, I, I like goalie here. Madison is a handcuff, especially if Evans plays. But even if he doesn't, I'm going to go goalie. I'm going to go goalie staying in second place this week, beating Protege. All right. Um, all right, so those are all the matchups. Real quick question for the end. I'm looking at Protege's team. DeAndre Hopkins has been a monster. And I was talking to a fan of rated. Who is the first receiver? Let's say, take keepers out of it. Who's the first receiver drafted in a redraft league next year? You mean like if no receivers were kept, who's yeah. the first receiver to come off the board? Yep. It, it doesn't have to be our league. So just in just a redraft league, I'm trying to say who's the hottest name. Like who's the number one receiver on fantasy football next year? Oh, that's a tough one. Um,. Who should, I mean, who should be the number one probably is Metcalf, but he wouldn't be the number one. Really? See, because I think he is. I think he will be. Well, well, so, like, you know, like, like if you look at, like, um, average draft position. Yeah. Like, I don't think he would be the top receiver taken, although I think he should be. Oh, interesting. Okay. So it, would, it would be more of a, a big name, probably, but I'm trying to think of who that would be. Well, I, I think the two couple names that come up are, the three names are Hopkins, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill. Yeah, probably um, one, of the, one or two of those guys would go before Metcalf, but I think Metcalf is probably the best receiver next year. Hmm. Well, you know, um, Metcalf's schedule stays tough for receivers for a while, so I'm curious if he, if he keeps it up because if he does, he's probably going to be the number one guy for a lot, even an ADP. But uh, Hopkins and, and Hill and Adams still making a run, but Adams can't stay healthy. So right now I'd say Hopkins, Hill, or um, – or, uh, Metcalf, top. Those are the top four we're talking about. I bet, but yeah, I don't know how many touchdowns Hill has, but it seems like he scores every week. He's got one every week. Does he really? Yep, got one every week. Man, yep, must be nice, right, Nate? Yeah. Well, that's. I, I was thinking he was going to fall to me, but obviously he didn't. Nope, nope. Yeah, I thought it was a chance, but all right, Nate. Well, we're at an hour. The Easter eggs out there. Let's see who responds. See how many listeners we got, and you know we we may have a podcast. We may just take a week off. We'll see what kind of Easter eggs we get back. Oh, I, I got a I got a bigger Easter egg. Okay. Um, in case 
people didn't realize, and hopefully there's two or three people listening, but um, your guy Lomachenko fights on ESPN on Saturday. Uh, is it? Do you have to, is it like do we have to pay that ESPN Plus, or can I everyone watch it? No, no, oh, nice. regular ESPN. Nice. I wanted to watch the build up to that. I got to catch up on that. It, yeah, it, and, and you know he's a he's a technical fighter, and so everyone's been wondering how he would do against a guy who has like elite speed. And so this guy's like super athletic and he's really good. So the matchup's interesting. Are you picking a winner in that one? I mean, I would pick Lomachenko every time until someone beats him, but right, right. you know, he hasn't, um, I don't think he's invincible. Right. Yeah. He's older too. I mean, he's, he's, he's ready to, he's in mid late thirties, right? Yeah. He's not late thirties, but he's in his thirties. I think he's, I can't remember how old he is. Hmm. Speaking of old boxers, Nate, real, sorry if we're going overtime, I guess. This Tyson, Roy, jo- Roy Jones is on Rogan. Did you hear him? No, I didn't, I, I, didn't, I didn't hear him on Rogan, but I heard that he was talking a lot of stuff. Well, you know, I really enjoyed it. Like, you know, Tyson gets on Rogan, and it's it's very enjoyable too, but it's a little more um, – it'll it's a little more – they talk about all sorts of stuff, you know. Roy Jones got on Rogan, and if you're, if you're a boxing fan, and I know you are, really good boxing talk. Like, Roy – you gotta love Roy, and Roy's my all-time favorite fighter. He he's he just loves boxing, man. They talk boxing the whole time. So if it's if you want to just hear some boxing talk, they talk a lot of boxing. It's it's super cool, like really fun listen. Um, but man, that said, it got me pumped up for the fight. Like I really want to get the fight and watch it and be into it because like couple legends series. But I'm like, how weird is 2020? We got a couple 50 year olds boxing, and I was like, Nate, is it as excited I want to get? I almost like have to stop myself and say like. Wait, if I see one of these fifty-year-old dudes like falling down like an old man getting knocked out cold, like that's gonna go from like excitement to like feeling kind of sad right away. Like, what do you yeah. think about this fight? Like, well, I heard the reason why I said Roy Jones was stuck and stuff is I heard, I think it was actually today that he was um, he was saying that they were delaying the fight because Tyson couldn't get into fighting shape. Yeah, that's a gr- that's a very cherry picked way of putting it. I mean, I did listen to it fully, and he did say he said it a little more nuanced than that. He's basically saying, "I wanted to take the fight on six weeks' notice because I've stayed active and in shape, and it would be an advantage to me to fight in six weeks." Oh. And he was saying, "Now that they postponed it, it gives Mike more time to get in shape, which Roy Jones didn't want. He wanted to have that advantage, so it was uh, a little more sense. than that. But I could see how someone kind of wanted to make it more salacious." Yeah. But, um, hey. By the way, because last thing for me, just because I'm watching Life Below Zero in the background, but um, did you ever see the Joe Rogan episode where the Life Below, Life Below Zero guy's on there? No. Oh, you got to watch that one, dude. It's really good. So um, if you just Google, like, Joe Rogan, Life Below Zero, or do YouTube, I'll come up, and his name is uh, Glenn okay. Donaweva. He was my He was my favorite guy. He's no longer on there, but he talks about all this crazy shit that he does, like, about survival stuff. And you know how Joe Rogan's, like, really into, like, like, you know, organic meat and all that stuff yeah, and hunting. Yeah. Oh, he's Joe Rogan's super into it, dude. Yeah, I can check it out. Yeah, you got to watch that one. Nice. That's a good one. All right, cool. Well, yeah, I'll check it out. And uh, we're hour and three minutes, and maybe I'll talk to you next week. Good luck this week. Yeah, yeah, if you don't hear from me, then something happened. Oh, that's right. You're leaving tomorrow morning, Saturday, and then Monday you're going to – so that would be two nights, Monday night, Tuesday night. So Wednesday night you're going to be back? Yeah, let me let me think about it. So Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, I should. If you want to do a text me on Wednesday, I should I should be fine. 
well, I'll give you a day. I mean, we'll do like Thursday or something. But I just want to text you, and make sure you got back in one piece. We don't have to search for a new owner. I can, I can. Um, I, there's, a, there's a couple people. Uh, there's, a, there's a number of people I'll send pictures to. I, I can shoot you some pictures. Oh yeah, dude. I, I mean, the league would probably love to see it. To tell you the truth, we talk about it on the pod every week. Well, hey, uh, another another Easter egg. You can send pictures on, on the pod, and I'll tell you all about what happened. Nice. All right. All right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. See ya.